Right, Pylon listeners, we are back. It is May the 4th. Uh, Star Wars Day, but really, it's reacting to everything that happened over the course of the weekend in the NFL Draft. The 2022 NFL Draft is now complete, and the NFC North has reshaped itself for the future. But before we get into all that and reacting, let's go to the Pylon crew. So I'm Big Z representing Detroit Lions. Let's get to the rest. We got Barney representing the Bears. We're uh, without a first-round pick, but it was just as exciting. What a fun weekend, boys. Then we have Remy representing the Vikings. Skull to the bull, purple rain in control. Great draft, Minnesota. And then last but not least, Kinger representing the pick. Yeah, boys, great to be back with you. A lot of fun watching the draft this weekend. I think we're all going to be in agreement that we think our teams did well. Can't wait to see what the future holds. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. We were talking about the, the optimism and the Kool-Aid uh, flows uh, this time of year. Uh, better than any other time of year, it seems. Especially if you're a Lions fan. Uh, <laughs> but uh, anyways, this was an interesting draft, you guys. Irrespective of our, our team, just in general, one quarterback goes in the first round, none in the second round. So one quarterback in the first 64 picks uh that's almost unheard of in the nfl draft uh five defensive players taken before an offensive player um wide receivers galore uh picks eight through 12 we'll get into that because one of those is my team of a lot of wide receivers in the first round we had aj brown getting traded from the titans to the eagles uh just a lot of trades a lot of fun i mean what'd you what'd you guys think of this first round of the draft uh Remy, I know you 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 had a lot of uh, good times. It seems on a uh, Thursday. Yeah, no, that was uh, you know I kept hoping and praying that every time Malik Willis fell, uh, Minnesota would go for it. But you know, um, I I was shocked by <laughs> at the all, all the trades and everything. It was it was you never knew if that pick was going to come in, and of course when Minnesota picks. We trade, it's like, oh, my God, and then we trade. You see it's with the division, and then I think there was even one time they accidentally did a graphic, and it showed that Minnesota was on the clock, but only for, like, 10 seconds, and it was like, oh, did we trade? And it's like, nope, you just uh, – it was an error, a graphic error, so. Oh, yeah. I mean, a lot of uh... – a lot of good stuff in the, in this uh, in this first round. Very, un- very unique um, compared to some – past years but especially with all the trades were you guys expecting this many trades uh in the first round i i was expecting some but this was this seemed to be uh extraordinary yeah i i said it before i think it just because you know there wasn't just a consensus uh top three top four guys for every position like you know like yeah. normally there is every year so you know some guys had uh had some of their you know top guys fall and I mean the trades, especially, especially the players that went AJ Brown, you know, for that pick eighteen, and then uh, Hollywood Brown going for like that. I know that it was Hollywood Brown and like a third, but man, I uh, I thought that was a terrible trade. I wouldn't want for for Arizona, uh, but yeah, I I I was amazed by all the trades. It was definitely exciting to watch. I think it's a good trade now that DeAndre Hopkins is you know has to sit out those games. What's Minnesota's long-term goal? Are they going to pay Hollywood Brown? You know, he's on a expiring rookie. Con- yeah. Yeah. You know, what, what's the long-term goal here? He's not, he's, I think he's proven he is not 
number one. He's borderline a number two. Yeah. Um, Can't catch so, the ball. Yeah, and so it's he's explosive, and okay, you give him another weapon for Kyler, but it doesn't make a lot of sense. I don't really know what Arizona's doing down there. Well, I think that was a behind closed doors, like Kyler saying, "Hey, get me my guy from college that I used to sling, you know, sling it to." And I disagree with the move. I think I think he's not a good NFL wide receiver, in my own opinion. But uh, I think that's what happened, right? Um, <clears throat> you don't make a trade like that unless. Unless you like have conviction on a guy like that, and I don't know. Yeah. So let's let's dive into it here. Uh, and you you were talking about not a consensus top three, but it seemed like a lot of people thought at least Aiden Hutchinson was a consensus number one. And uh, in in the last few days leading up the draft, people thought Hutchinson was going number one until Trayvon Walker suddenly came into picture, and the Jaguars take him number one. And I. Could not be more ecstatic getting Aiden Hutchinson at number two here. I thought for sure the last two months coming in the draft, we were not going to get him. He's going to go to the Jaguars. And I don't know what you guys think, but this is the perfect marriage of player, coach. I think it's almost too good to be true. It's going to be a good hard knocks. It's going to be a great hard knocks, uh, even with Hutchinson or not. It, it was going to be a great hard knocks with th- just with Dan Campbell alone um, <laughs> running the show. But, man, Aiden Hutchinson, what a perfect grab for the Lions. Uh, I mean, perfect story growing up half an hour uh, from Ford Field playing in Michigan and now staying in the state of Michigan. The man will not leave, uh, and we are the beneficiaries of it. I am over the moon ecstatic about it i didn't think it was a possibility uh until like the day before when the odds were shifting heavily in Trayvon walker's favor uh the lions have been screwed in draft position before and i think they finally catch a break here in the draft uh that can change the direction of the franchise am i overreacting No, and, and I think you know it when you so get perfect. when you when you change the Beautiful. direction of your franchise, you have to go get those skill players, those guys that are going to be your next potential. Nick, Joey Bosa, T.J. Watt. I mean, you, honestly, you have to start. It's and it starts with the core, and you guys getting Hutchinson and Williams are is the perfect. Uh, is a pil- perfect building block because you know you you still roll with Goff or and then maybe look in the offseason to trade. I don't know how long he has up on his contract, but the Lions are in a good position to start finally getting good. It's not it's kind of cool that we're both going into new regimes together. Um, we can yeah, obviously I'm the Lions have more tired. NFC North is going through a new regime. New regime. Minus yeah. Green Bay. Yeah, yeah. I told I, you. I, I, but did I, I not tell you guys lines are definitely not taking a quarterback. I'm glad I'm glad that came to fruition here. So that part of my analysis is correct. Because I was tired of hearing it laying up their draft. <laughs> but um, I, I, in my opinion, I just think I think the Vikings have had less holes to fill with the Lions, but you guys are I feel like right there. Right there. So Remy, I mean, let's get into that one now. So the Lions trade up with the Vikings. They give up 32, 34, and 66, but they get back 46 and, of course, the number 12 pick in the draft, which they use for Jamison Williams, who I had as my number one wide receiver in this NFL draft. He's coming off the ACL injury, but fully healthy. I thought for sure when the Saints were trading up, they were going with Jamison Williams. I was 
a little surprised to see Olave go before. And I think the Lions were over the moon about that because uh, clearly they had Williams as number one on their board to be trading up uh, Minnesota right here. And that trade was in the works for the last couple weeks. I don't know if you saw Brad Holmes or comments yep. about uh, the trade, but they had this trade in place. Uh, if the Lions had their guy there, they were willing to make uh, the trade. So that's how the trade – and a, once, a lot of these trades probably happen really quick. Like if they have a guy, they have a deal in place, and it pops up, it happens. I, uh, I do know that uh, it was I, – I do believe that when – if if Stingley – if their guys, you know, Stingley, uh, Thibodeau, and um, uh, like Sauce Gardner were taken – I mean, Stingley, boom, right there at number three. Every mock draft had him at least fallen past – five maybe four yeah but taking it sure. you know once it was said her rumor in minnesota was if those guys were off their board uh minnesota was gonna trade back so that was pretty much inevitable they had a lot of calls yeah. i mean i personally think the lions win the trade i don't know what you think yeah I mean, I, no or i agree. barney or or king or i mean what do you think dude who, I, who and, won this trade Right now, if you had to say, obviously we don't know see, how these players play out, but right now in this moment, who do you think won? The the Lions won in value of what they got, but it's hard to say because you know Williams could come out and be really really good, and and that would be a double win, or he could come out and just be meh, and then uh, the and then uh, scene could be the next I, Earl Thomas or something. I'm not asking about. I'm just saying right uh, now, my pers- the Lions. My perspective is. is- I think ultimately long run term, Minnesota has the potential to get more value out of these draft picks, but for what Detroit is trying to do realistically, you are still on a two to three year plan and they Detroit has a strong building block and they've got some potential studs in the making that are going to be great base going forward. So I like what Detroit did and how they drafted and how aggressive they were to start. Yeah. So essentially the trade boils down to, they move 12 picks back in the second round and lose one third rounder to move up 20 spots uh that that's kind of how it yeah <clears throat> at face value i thought uh at least from the pick compensation i thought uh you know what the hell is quasi over there smoking in in uh the minnesota war room but uh at the end of the day oh man i'm just i'm just i hate to read between the lines but williams does not seem fucking thrilled <laughs> to be no alive. absolutely not Oh, get out of here. Get he really out does of here. I'm sorry. Not even... I'm sorry. But all I saw from him in a picture, a picture, a picture, a picture, a picture. Did you see his interview? A picture says a thousand words. And all I saw was, I can't wait till I'm out of this fucking city. His interview, his interview, he wanted to go play with, I believe it was either Kansas City or Philadelphia, those two. And it, it, his interview seemed off. His interview seemed off right after he got drafted. That's all I'm going to say. want to play? But a good pick. Good pick. For sure. That's where all the Bama boys are at. So with that pick, so, I mean, Aiden Hutchinson Lions finally get a top-tier pass rusher. I hope he pans out. I mean, who knows with these things. But uh, Jamison Williams, the Lions have transformed their wide receiving core. Now with him, DJ Shark, Amon Ross St. Brown, that's a pretty solid three. And then uh, what we can round out with the the last two will be interesting, whether it's Cephas or... uh, I I, I mean, we have... um, Why am I drawing a blink right now on my guy that they signed for two years. Nine, oh, Khalif Raymond. Uh, that I thought was an overpay, but I mean, he is there. He he did have a few, he tore up the Bears uh, decently last year. 
But uh, anyways, uh, the Lions have a path forward here. Uh, I think a top, definitely a top 10 offensive line, possibly a top five offensive line. Um, it's it, it's all going to fall on Jared Goff's arm. Uh, if, he updated, plays, if Jared Goff played like he did the last four games of the year last year, this could be a very potent offense. But if he plays like the first 12 games, uh, you know, that, that's just the Jared Goff of old. So I'll be interesting. I'll be interested to see what goes on here. But the Lions have their offense coordinator in place. I was calling a lot of those plays last year along with Dan Campbell. Um, so I'm really excited to see what this offense could do. Uh, just a little more on the, on the Lions. My favorite pick. I do like Josh Pascal in the second round. Very familiar uh, uh, theme with all these picks the Lions had. All were team captains on their team. Josh Pascal, only three-time team captain in Kentucky team history. Um, but Josh Pascal run stopper D end really like that. He, he's going to have some work to do in the past game, but stopping the run is huge for the lions, uh, because they were horrible at it last year. Now I do think that was a, a, an interior problem too, which we didn't really address yet. So that's a partial concern for me. Kirby Joseph, super instinctive safety out of Illinois. And then my favorite sleeper, uh, Malcolm Rodriguez, the outside linebacker from Oklahoma state, super speedy guy. Fell this far in the draft because of his size. He's 5'11". Um, pro probably the same reason that Kobe Dean fell so far. But no, Kobe Dean also fell for injury reasons. But uh, Malcolm Rodriguez, super instinctual guy. The guy that makes plays in the backfield. Uh, super pumped to see him. Uh, I, I think he has a chance to start. <laughs> uh, based on how, That's how bad our linebacking core is. That this guy drafting the sixth round has a very good chance at a trading camp to start uh, for the Lions as a rookie. Um, but I am very excited. The Lions, two years in a row now, have addressed D-line. Uh, they, they have put a lot of resources into it. They have only one guy in the roster that's over 30 years old right now. It's a super young roster. I'm very excited for what we're building here. Is it a playoff team? If everything falls in the right place, maybe they get at the edge of the playoffs, like the seventh seed or something. That'd be everything falling in place. But the pieces are there for improvement this year and to really start financially um, reach getting those big free agents instead of giving out one-year contracts like they've been doing the last couple of years. But I'm really excited. There, There is a direction here. With Patricia and Bob Quinn, there's no direction. There seems to be more of a plan in place here with the type of guys they're bringing in. I'm, I'm excited. And that's my, that's my pitch. Uh, to start drinking the Kool-Aid all summer long into next season. <laughs> But really quick, what would you guys – I give this an A. I'm just curious what you guys grade on the Lions draft is. I, I think uh, with what you guys did and, and obviously holding out uh, on, on a quarterback for next year, <clears throat> I think I uh, was staying disciplined with that. I'd give that uh, an, an A, A minus. So good job. Yeah, right, Remy? I'm going to go A minus as well. Yeah, I'll join that A minus, B plus, somewhere in there. All right. I like it. I like it. All right. Drink Kool Aid a little bit, okay. Uh, Remy, let's go to you. Uh, you you made the trade with us. You go back in the first round, um, and you you kind of go into the pattern of uh the last uh, Vikings GM trading uh, trading back all the time for more draft. Picks. We did, but with think? the like, exception I'm of we did not tra get trade and grab multiple seventh rounders. So Minnesota trades 12 and 46 to Detroit in return we get 32, 34 and 66. 
And so it's always great to trade your pick on draft night. It's even better when it's the last pick on draft night. So, you know, wait in a while. Uh, Lewis seen. I, I love it. Um, I did hear something where all, all the Alabama, I know like the four or five that got drafted before him, uh, the or the, sorry, the Georgia players, uh, they at, when asked which, which college teammate could you would you want to bring with to your team? They all said, seen, he's going to be nice to pair with Harrison Smith if he can beat out Cam Bynum at the safety position. If he can't beat out Cam Bynum or if he does, because Cam Bynum had a great uh, rookie year last year, they, I, they're going to start doing three safeties. Um, this new Ed Donatel scheme is going to look pretty nice. So um, that 34th pick that we got, we ended up trading with Green Bay and – Every I got probably five or six text messages from random people. Why the f are we trading with Green Bay? We have just made Detroit two, and Green Bay two divisional, two two divisional rivals in which uh, we get the fifty three pick, and we take that fifty three pick, and it becomes part, and we trade up to forty two in our second round to grab Andrew Booth Jr., who I loved out of Clemson. The, the dude's athletic. He played hurt and still made a lot of athletic plays, but he did say he's going to be healthy by training camp. So um, I, we, our secondary is, is, is getting better. And he's got to stay healthy. He, he's gotta, he, he does have to stay healthy. He's got guys like Patrick Peterson in there, um, you know, mentoring him. And then um, as part of the Green Bay trade that we got for uh, 53 and 59, at 59 out of LSU, we got a guard, Ed Ingram. I would say he was probably the weakest one out of our draft. Just I haven't read very good things on him. I think his like footwork is not the greatest, but I do have high hopes for him as he can come in and compete or at least give us depth on our offensive line, which needed improvement, and we have improved already. So, I mean, my top three guys, Lewis Seen, Andrew Booth, and Ed Ingram to really stand out as these picks. And my sleeper pick, Big Z, you got to go with the late – the the – the late round pick that could just be agile <laughs> and that's wide receiver Jalen Naylor uh, out of uh, Michigan state. They, he's, he's an athletic freak I'm told. So, um, I mean, I'll give the Vikings an a or a minus. I think we did what we were supposed to do. We, despite, you know, quote unquote, getting fleeced for some of the trades we made. I think it really made up for the positions. I don't think we really reached a big thing, a big thing. I don't think we really reached on anybody. So um, I think we played this one conservative and that's why I give it such a, a higher grade. I, I love how you fall in love with a, a late round wide receiver every year, Remy. Hey, I mean, Smith, Smith, Marset, and now he, he's yep, got boy. two, two touchdowns and, and two wins in Chicago. So, Wow. Um, I, Remy, I just, I, I, you know, it, it'll be funny. I have a, qu- uh, I have the a quick question with, with that you guys. one again. Uh, Watson, right? Christian Watson. Yeah. <laughs> How are you going to feel with Jamison Williams and Christian, and Christian Watson are to score touchdowns? See, I'm, and, 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 I, and I hope to God I have to be more worried than for Williams than Watson because that is going to kill us from uh, if, if Watson I'm, – I'm just saying, if Watson is a beast, then I hate it. And Kwesi, like, come on, dude, that's strike one. <laughs> but if they can somehow, like <laughs> – if, 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 if they can Kevin White it or something – 
and just he's just and I and I I don't wish you know injuries or anything, but I so, wish failure upon this Green Bay receiver to make Minnesota look better. So Remy, you 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 still like the so the trade essentially turned into seeing Booth. The, I'm talking about the trade with the Lions. Yeah, it turned into seeing Booth, Ed Ingram, um. And Brian Esamoa. I actually the like linebacker. Do yeah, the linebacker out of Oklahoma. He's so quick. Do you, do you, th- I, do you I, think? I that, think that was that well worth it. Worth it rather than a guy like a Trent McDuffie. Yes, or um, Jermaine Johnson or someone like that. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Two guys Minnesota got. Minnesota had that should be a good start to rebuilding that secondary scene in Booth. I, I like both of those guys. Absolutely. I, I think those two picks that, that or the, those, those picks that turned into four, it, they eat all, all, all four of those guys have a chance to be a day one starter. Yeah, no, absolutely. Especially seen. Especially seen. Yeah. It'll, it'll be interesting. You can pretty I, much. I love looking back in. on drafts. I yeah. love looking back on drafts to see uh, if the team made the right choice. And I would right. have yeah. no idea. But um, I'd just be interested to see. see Do I have a quick question scene, for you but, guys. Would Hamilton a bit better? Right, I I just in, be a Hall of Famer. in my opinion, they probably didn't have seen and Hamilton much graded farther apart. You know, no, um, they apparently. and I and I, I felt like Hamilton would have been a reach. I'm I don't know. I just I don't at twelve anyway. But I do have one last question. We knew the Vikings' identity. Uh, does this does this give the Vikings more of an identity post draft? In your opinion. Um, does does it does it improve their their win by their games or their over by one win? Like, did you guys have an identity of the Minnesota Vikings? What's your perception? Well, I'll say, weren't you guys uh, leading the league in you know last drive giving up touchdowns? You know, <laughs> like did you guys give touchdowns up? in the two minutes? Yes. Yeah. So I mean, just I, I personally, I think Booth is uh, is a, a really good cornerback. He's lengthy, and as long as he can stay healthy, he's going to be solid. So the fact that you got Seen and Booth there, I think as a whole, uh, your secondary got better, man. And if they're being quarterbacked by Harrison uh, back there, uh, you know it's it's only going to make things better. Yeah, I I, I mean the Vikings are going to be competitive again this year, right? I. I still think they got to get a little bit younger on defense. That interior D line, I think, still think needs some work. But that secondary was such a problem for you guys last year. The O line is going to continue to get better. Hopefully, these edge or these edge rusher you drafted uh, will end up will panning out. But you know they're right there. You know we'll see if they take the the step, and it's going to depend. These rookies are going to have to contribute. Yeah, I, I mean I like seeing he's not a he's not a turnover guy. Uh, he, he's he's just a chase down game. hard hitter. Yeah, really good in the run game. I'm hurt. My buddies told me he's not too good in the pass or like pass coverage. But I also heard uh, he he's got to be careful uh, uh, in terms of uh, paying out a lot of his rookie paycheck this year for uh, over the middle hits and on the helmet. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and he, I I will say another uh, party part. Let's go party foul. He did not know what the skull chant was or why they did it. Or I mean, come on, come on! If you're a college football player, you got to know what the skull chant is. Jesus, I'm sure. I don't know if Lewis has been up to Minnesota ahead of uh, <laughs> ahead of this, this trip. I don't know. I, I'm sure for all our viewers, they know what the skull the skull chant. Skull means cheers in like Icelandic form. So 
Skull. Skull. Uh, Remy, I, I do want to say, uh, you know, I was I was at a bachelor party all weekend and <clears throat> you were, you know, laying into Kinger about Thursday night not uh picking a wide receiver. And you kept fucking saying shit. And I was just like, you know, this is gonna come back to bite us all in the ass right now. <laughs> and then Vi- the Vikings. The Vikings here are the ones that trade back to, to, <laughs> to, to allow them to get their guy. So I was just Two sitting there last. Trade. But Crazy. I was sitting there on Friday glad, like, shut the fuck up, Remy. <laughs> I'm glad that they got the quote unquote, and we don't know yet because, I mean, the, the it, like you said, it's fun to go back and look at drafts, but we don't know if they got the quote second tier receiver or if they did really get a gem. Well, so well, I, we're, that's why I'm praying for the sake of – me being a jackass that this receiver doesn't pan out. Well, well, uh, be- before, yeah, go ahead, Barney. Sorry. No, no, I was just gonna pass it along. Yeah, so let's give our grades really quick, and then we go into the in the Packers and then that trade and um, their 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 draft. So, uh, Remy, really quick, you give your grade first. It's an A minus. Uh, Barney, I thought it was solid. I'll give him a B. Yeah, I'm going to give it a B as well. I think they regret not taking some of these guys in the first round, personally. B as well. Boo. B for boo, huh? Yeah. <laughs> B solid. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm changing my grade. S for fucking skull. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on to Green Bay now, who had uh, two first rounders. Uh, uh, they trade up in the second round for Watson. So, uh, Kinger, why don't you break it down for us a little bit here and your thoughts? Yeah, I would say it was probably a relative shock, Green Bay coming out and taking an off-ball linebacker uh, in that 22 spot. Quay Walker, not even the highest-rated Georgia linebacker on most most people's boards coming into this. Um, But Green Bay steps up in the first time since 06 we took an off-ball linebacker in the first round. Um, You know, I'm a little bit – I was a little bit shocked, but after seeing Green Bay take Wyatt six picks later – I do fully understand what they were trying to do. They said, and Rogers even said on the McAfee show, they had six first round wide receivers graded. All six of them were gone by the time Green Bay picked at 22. And a lot of people were asking, and it was rel- and I think it's a fair question to ask, why not package that 22, 28 pick and move up into that, say, top 15 spot to go get one of your guys? Um, I, it's a fair question to ask, and that'll be an evaluation going forward when we see how these wide receivers turn out, why they didn't. But Green Bay opted not to do it. They attacked what was their weakest part on defense last year, and that was the run game. Um, both these guys, Quay Walker, outstanding tackler, one of the lowest missed tackles percentage in all of college football, um, known for being stout against the run, great vision, knows how to pick up the line or the running back over the offensive line. Um, very solid in that sense. His athletic score is off the charts. He's a top 100 backer out of like 2,500 in the last 10, 15 years. Um, and he's going to come in and he's going to be a day one starter. And he's, his job is going to be to help with that run defense. And Devontae Wyatt, same thing. You know, 6'3", 310, nasty, incredible quickness, known for being a freak athlete, um, can disrupt getting the pass rush. And again, was very stout against the run in college. So I'm looking forward to seeing those guys. I think that Green Bay defensive line that got torched last year, um, with the exception of Kenny Clark, I think it's going to be much improved this year. Um, in trading That's with a fun Mid- interior, him and uh, Kenny Clark. If him, Kenny Clark, you know, we still got Jerron Reed there. Um, there's still hopes about TJ Slayton, who we drafted in the fifth round last year. He showed some promising signs as a rookie last year, so I think it'll be a lot better. 
And uh, I'm personally excited about Christian Watson. Um, I was a little bit shocked to see us give up both of those second round picks to Minnesota, but it must've been that Watson must've been their guy. And personally, like I like him over say Dotson. Um, that's a guy I think Washington reached where he's at him at 34. I think it's a good pick. We'll see if their draft capital was too much, but what about Pickens? That was your guy in the mock draft. I agreed. And, but as I think we could have waited for Pickens and that's a fair argument, but green Bay must really be high on Watson and his athletic traits. Again, he is one of the most athletic wide receivers to ever go through the combine. Tinger, didn't uh, the green Bay Packers draft his dad? Yes, we did draft his dad as well. He stuck with us for a couple seasons in the 90s, Tim Watson. So family history there. Um, I didn't know this, but looking at Christian Watson, he was six foot one until his senior year of high school. Um, so he grew late. I think he started when he was five eight. So he kind of grew late and developed his athletic traits late. That's kind of why they say he ended up playing smaller school ball. But uh, he's got everything from a physical standpoint you could look for in a wide receiver. He's almost kind of what you would prototypical build a wide receiver. He kind of fits that profile. We'll see if his game can translate into the NFL. Um, I, I like him. Watson, I love the pick of Romeo Dobbs out of Nevada in the fourth round. I think he's got a lot of potential as well. He was a stud in college. We're not quite sure how pure his route running is. Um, but getting him in there. Uh, I, I'm looking forward to seeing the competition at least, right? I, I'm not saying any of these guys are going to be wide receiver ones to start, but I think it's a good base to build off of. And, uh, you know, I think Green Bay made appropriate moves there. And, and overall, just outside of that, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty happy with it, man. I, you know, Green Bay, one thing that we never lack is, is we always are, are stout on the offensive line. We're consistently a top five to eight unit. We brought in some, some guys this year. Uh, Sean Ryan started three-year starter at UCLA, some very good game tape against Kayvon Thibodeau and some of these other pass rushers. Zach Tom out of Wake Forest, rising guy. Uh, Rashid Walker, the, the Penn State guy we got in the seventh round, right? I love that we continue to build that depth. We'll see what happens with Kingsley Enigbare, um, Central special, special Teams guy in Tariq Walker. Uh, overall, I, I'm happy with it. You know, I think the Packers roster heading into this was still going to be very solid. I love that we're kind of building defense first. And if, if one of these wide receivers can step up, you know, we don't need to have a top 10 wide top five wide receiver core in the, in the league to be successful. We just need to be mediocre, allow Rogers to, to do his work and run the football. So I'm, I'm, I'm happy with the green Bay's draft. I think we did well in, in addressing some needs. Kinger, I'm not, I am not a fan of that Christian Watson trade that they made personally. I actually think that Dobbs is going to be the better wide receiver out of the two. <laughs> they're, I, I, they're think, I think Watts, Watson is overrated. If you go watch his tape in college, he gets he gets covered uh, fairly well. He, he doesn't dominate like he should have with those traits that he had in college. I, I personally don't think I, – I, watch me be wrong. I'm sure I'll be wrong. <laughs> When you have a guy like Aaron Rodgers throwing you the ball, it makes you a better receiver. There's no doubt about it. But um, I I, I think they could have kept their picks and got more value out of it. I I did not like the move personally. But I don't know if you guys agree or disagree. I think uh, as far as you guys draft, I I felt like, um, you know, you guys are preparing for life after Rodgers. And building up that defense is probably a really good idea. Uh, I, I don't love those picks. I like Wyatt. Right in that first round, uh, you know the other guy Walker. You know it's it's more of like a you know like we'll see if you guys were the smartest yeah, guys definitely. in the in the room yeah. or 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 the dumbest, right? Um, but 
you know, I mean, it, it doesn't hurt taking two guys from a championship defense there to help shore up one of your guys' Achilles heels that have basically played you guys for the last, I don't know, 10 years. Um, Definitely. When it comes to beating the the top tier teams and that are in the playoffs. But uh, as far as Watson goes, there's just a lot of unknown out there. I mean, he was a small school. The small school is the dominant school, and that school is like all run heavy, right? So it's like he wasn't really in a position to flash and, and, you know, like put up crazy numbers. So, uh, you know, I always liked him. I thought he was at a, a stud, but you know, uh, you don't like, like the draft is so it only takes one GM to like somebody to take your pick away from you. It doesn't matter if the other 30 GMs were going to say that that was a third rounder. You know, it, it just takes that one guy, and you got to go up and get him. And if if Watson clearly was their guy uh, in the second round, then, you know, like, we'll see how it pans out. All right, great time. Rem, uh, Kinger. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go A-, minus Green Bay. Remy? <laughs> Come on. Um, be, be uh, uh, I mean, I, um, unbiased. Unbiased, I mean, <laughs> C. <laughs> explanation. All right, Barney. Uh, I'm going to go B. I thought it was a pretty good draft. Yeah, I'm going to go B minus. It'd be two reasons. The trade that I mentioned, and then I think Devin Lloyd is the linebacker they miss. I that, I would have picked him over Quay Walker. Quay Walker has the higher ceiling, but I think Devin Lloyd is the better side. That's who I would have picked. So I, yeah. I didn't agree with the linebacker, but I don't hate the linebacker because I Quay Walker in my mock in the early second round for the Lions. So. But I would have picked Devin Lloyd if I had to pick. Anyways, uh, let's move on now to the last team in the NFC North, the one that had no first-rounders. That is, of course, the Chicago Bears. Barney, thoughts on the first draft for your GM? Oh, I thought – Ryan uh, Ryan Poles. Yeah, I thought Ryan Poles uh, had a lot of poise. Um, You know, it's – he was put in a tough position, I think, uh, you know, in terms of just draft capital. Uh, you know, from our previous regime. And then, you know, I think every single fan out there, uh, you know, before the draft started said first and second pick, you know, have to be wide receiver and, and lineman. And, uh, you know, I was one of those guys, like, you know, that that's exactly what our team needs, but, uh, you know, you gotta, you gotta be disciplined. Um, and the way the first round went, you know, big Z, you touched on it early, uh, in this episode, it was all wide receivers and, and offensive linemen. I mean, I think there was four interior offensive linemen in the first round, which is just like bananas. Uh, you know. Yeah. How about Cole Strange? Uh, didn't we talk about it in your mock? Is that who you picked? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because him go to the Patriots in the first round surprised everybody except the Patriots. Obviously. And and that's what I. That's one of the guys I keep in mind whenever like I mean like one GM just needs to like a guy to change everything, but uh. You know, I, I thought when we got to 39, I, I uh, well, when we got to the second round, I knew it was going to be a defensive player. I, I just, you know, the way the board fell, I didn't like the offensive line at that point. I thought maybe trading back was was a good idea. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, you know, uh, Poles and their entire defense, you know, uh, Eberflus, they absolutely love their two picks, their defensive backs in Kyler Gordon uh, from Washington and uh, the safety out of Penn State, Jaquan Brisker. 
Uh, they didn't think they didn't anticipate those guys being there uh, at those picks and were elated. They didn't even, you know, they field calls, but they 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 didn't even come close to having anything that wanted to pull them off them. Uh, and you know, to be honest, I mean, I. I like them. I mean, I, I mean, I sort of drink in the Kool Aid. I think they're both really physical players. I mean, one thing that that this draft had an emphasis on is, you know, you had to be a supreme athlete, and you had to be, yeah, uh, you, you had you had to be. What was it? I, I don't know if it was it was like a leader or a locker room. Like uh, you had to be a captain or whatnot, but you had to have that presence, and. Uh, Kyler Gordon and Jaquan Brisker, I mean, they are outstanding defensive backs. Um, you know, I, I, a lot of the the love in Washington goes out to McDuffie, but I mean, if you're on the other side uh, and you're looking at the tape, you know, he's kind of an unsung hero on the other side, um, and he was he was really you know like a shutdown guy uh, for Washington, so. I like him a lot. You know, he's into kung fu and uh, and he's he did ballet back in the day. Gotta love those traits, I suppose. But uh, Brisker's the one that I'm like really pumped up about. I think he's sort of like a Mike Brown. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember that guy for the Bears, but he was he was just a nasty player. He's got such good instincts. Uh, one game that I think about, you know, like you got to be there in the big moments and season opener versus Wisconsin. I don't know if you guys remember that game uh, this last year, but Graham Mertz was driving there on like the 15-yard line. And Brisker knew, you know, like the tight end was going to release down the seam. Uh, and he lined up on the other side and was completely watching him with his eyes, baiting Graham. And Graham took one step back, dropped, you know, and popped it over the middle. And by the time the ball got there, Brisker was, it was too late. Brisker took it off and clinched the game with interception. Just a guy with a, a lot of instincts uh, and, you know, not afraid to hit anybody. Uh, just, you know, I, I think uh, it just really jumps off the screen the way he plays. Um, and uh, I think, you know, as far as the team fit, yeah, we didn't get offensive line and we didn't get, uh, you know, our wide receivers. But, I mean, our secondary was lost last year. Uh, you know, uh, Kendall Vildor was possibly one of the worst uh, cornerbacks in the entire league. And so you could just as argue that nope. these two people were, uh, or these two positions were just as big of a need as uh, the ones that we were all hoping for. But uh, as far as those guys go, you know, I wasn't expecting those picks, but you know, like I, I see the fit. I see that they're day one starters right away. And uh, I'm, I'm excited for, for what uh, Eberflus is trying to build on the defensive front. Um. I don't know if, if if you guys, everyone else, you know, as far as like who we drafted, the Bears just we uh, we had three picks in the 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 first two days, and then the three picks in the last the last you know in the last day, and uh, we turned those three picks into eight picks, and he just kept trading back and uh, just trying to acquire more darts to throw at the board, and. Yep. It's still the words out of my mouth. Yeah, and uh, you know, like before, I, I just touch into there. I want to say this this guy wide at wide receiver out of Tennessee. He was at USC before. Uh, he's twenty five years old, six foot. Valus Jones Jr. Uh, you know, I, I mean, he's somebody that I'm kind of excited about. He seems like an absolute beast when the ball gets in his hands. He was number one in the in the NCAA yards after contact. He was in the hundredth percentile in terms of separation. So, you know, I, I think the Bears were, um, 
last in the league in separation last year. So, you know, obviously that's that's a good, uh, you know, thing for th that we're looking out for. And then uh, I think uh, in terms of yards after catch, there's only one prospect, and that was Jamison Williams that had more than him uh, this past year. So, uh, you know, I, I mean, we'll, we'll see what we got there. He seems like he's got all the tools in the shed, but at the end of the day, it did take him till his, you know, final year to uh, to, you know, grow into this prospect and get drafted so there are concerns but uh it's a lot of excitement but uh you know i, I just want to say in terms of o-line just to kind of give put our put our guys at ease over here you know ryan poles helped revitalize that offensive line in uh in kansas city and he did that by taking guys like trey smith in the sixth round he took that by getting a guy named nikki allegretti in the seventh round um you know i think he has an eye for the line and he understands who has good traits and whatnot. And, you know, we not, might not be grabbing top tier uh, alignment this late in the draft, but I think we will have guys that will fight and have uh, competition and uh, ultimately just improve our line. And I don't know, you know, which of these four or five uh, guys that we are bringing in uh, from this draft class uh, is going to be, you know, one of our interior linemen here, but uh it, you can't get mad at adding death. So, absolutely. All right, great. Uh, I'd say you know because he didn't reach and he didn't grab any position need. I'm I'm really happy with him. I'm just gonna stick with a B. All right. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go B plus just with what they had to working with coming in draft and what they pulled out. Jaquan Brisker. I really like that one. I I think he's. I, I hate that the Bears got him because I think it's a really good fit uh, for Eberflus in that defense. Um, and somebody I was I was thinking the Lions could target it with safety. Um, he's he's a hard hitter. Uh, he'll, he'll force some turnovers I think in that defense. So that I really like that pick, Kyler Gordon. Uh, we'll see. But um, yes, yeah, so that's why I go B plus. Finger. I'll uh, I'll go B plus too. I think Poles did acquire more assets. You think he moved around well. The Bears, I don't think, really have any outside of the first two picks. Like Barney said, there's not really a lot of splash names out there, but uh, I think hopefully they'll end up getting out of here with a couple guys that are going to be solid starters for them in the future. Remy? You know, I'm going to actually go A-. minus. Um, I love the Brisker pick, and I love I, I love that receiver that you guys got. I think I really think he'll do well with Justin Fields and is – bad as i hate that he's a bear i love justin fields um this could be the factor that you know gets justin fields going so and then i also think acquiring all those picks you know kind of what barney predicted they would do on the mock draft that we did was just brilliant and i don't like to give love to uh threats in the nfc but i gotta give them an a minus hey i i do want to ask kinger um you know you brought up that that tweet that was said, you know, like Ryan Poles, you know, for the listeners, it was like Ryan Poles said that there was a few guys that reached out to him saying, you know, that was the guy that we were, you know, wanting. Who who did you think maybe that was? Did you think that was Brisker or Valus Jr.? I, th I thought it might have been one of those two guys. Yeah, I mean, Bears snagging Brisker when they did. I think he could have gone a little bit sooner. Um, I just thought it was interesting because, you know, it was it was a very candid statement from GM there. Who's your other safety, Barney? Besides besides Jackson, uh, who would have been there? Yeah, yeah. Well, it, it's kind of a fluid position, but it, it would have been like so DHC it, or Krushank. 
So he's going to be playing next to. Oh yeah, he, I I think yeah, he be- I think Kyler Gordon and him are like day one right now are starting and it's their position. But you know, at the end of the day, they do need to learn. I, I think Brisker rotates in a little more to start because his uh, he, I think he'll be in on early downs more against a run or at blitz packages uh, before he fully takes over uh, on all passing. Do we see do we see a trade maybe happening either with the Bears and their like Eddie Jackson or even the Vikings too with Harrison Smith? Because I mean, if you look at the Rams, how they won a Super Bowl, it doesn't take two elite safeties. They brought in Weddle, who was two years out of retirement, and thus kind of, you know, it, it's different with it mostly, but safeties aren't really regarded as a, you know, a position that you absolutely need, yeah. in my opinion. I, I th- so just we could possibly be on a lookout for a trade, I guess. I think uh at least with Brisker and like just the way he approaches the game, I think he's a new blues guy and it sort of puts a a, a ticking time on uh, on Jackson and Jackson either has to uh, regain what he was two years ago, or you know he's going to be replaced. So that's I and think Harrison that I think Smith's, that's sort of how it right yeah. And Harrison Smith's not getting any younger, so that's the only reason why I entertain that. Yeah, some interesting things in this draft: fifteen Georgia players taken most ever for one uh, team. <laughs> that that's insane. Five defense right in the first round. Uh, and I think they're saying they're going to have two or three more first rounders next year, which is oh, going to yeah. be, they had like nine first rounders on defense in this, for this <laughs> national title game, which is ridiculous. Insane. I just want to say Jameson Williams lit up that defense. Just want to throw that out there before he tore his ACL, but he did in the SEC championship. He's on his way to doing in the championship before he tore his ACL. But um, I think three punters taken, two of which in the fourth round. I thought that was interesting. Um, and then the Bears. Hmm? The Bears, but their last, their punter, last yeah. pick in the draft. They took, oh, did they? Yeah, we took a, Oh, yeah, Trenton Gill. Trenton Gill. Guy, I mean, who was your punter last year? Was it O'Donnell still? Yeah, he was. It was. Yeah. And now, and now he he's a he's a Packer now. He's oh, that's punter. right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I saw the video they made the yeah. Step Brothers one too, or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Isn't he living in a base Crosby's, Crosby's basement? basement. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's probably a nice basement. He's getting his house is going to be. He's waiting on his house to be vacated. I think. What are there squatters in there? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Playing Xbox oh. together, Jesus. Um, yeah, just a just a fascinating draft in terms of some of those numbers. Uh, I think the Ravens had six fourth round picks or something in this one. Something insane. Uh, and they they get yeah. I think Kyle Hamilton phone number is good, but I mean, that's a whole nother tangent. That's outside the scope of this podcast for now, but I think we're going to wrap it up here. Uh, but it seems like we're all at least generally happy with our drafts. No, none of us gave a C or anything like that. So at the very least solid to above uh, solid uh, grades all around. Kid, Kid J, our producer. I don't know what he thought about his Rams. They, they didn't have many draft picks because uh, I think they're, their uh, GM literally wore, wore a shirt that says F those picks, right? <laughs> so, uh, the Rams have a different way of team building. But <laughs> it works, though. Yeah, didn't you Didn't you yeah, basically worked, choose yeah. all those picks? <laughs> yeah, I mean, the trade's not done yet until we get the, uh, have the second first rounder next year, which if, I, if Jared Goff doesn't work out this year, I think the Lions go all in on like a Bryce Young or CJ Stroud, hopefully CJ um, and my Vikings will get Spencer Rattler. That's why I want the. That's why I want the Lions to get Will Levis. Oh. 
Yeah, he's top. He's projected top let's, ten. Hey, Where did you let's I let's let's start that. pumping the let's start pumping the hype train from Will Levis. I think I saw yeah. seven <laughs> quarterbacks. Will Levis to Detroit. We are yeah. now Will Levis to Detroit <laughs> back. Detroit. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh boy. No. 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 Um, I think I saw seven quarterbacks in the Old Kuipers way too early, like twenty twenty. I would be ecstatic about that. Yeah, Will Levis. Lions trade up to six. <laughs> From from nine to ten for Will Levis, <laughs> give up both their first rounders. <laughs> oh my god! No, no. no. Um, all right, I think that's a good t- a good time to wrap this up. Um, wow, yeah, NFL draft wrapped up. Um, rookie mini camp this weekend. Mini camp. So a lot lot going on there. When we'll be back, uh, not quite clear. We'll give it a little bit of time. I think now with the summer just kicking in. But we'll be back soon. Um, but the NFL draft is a lot of fun. You're covering it. Um, and just enjoy this time. Enjoy drinking that Kool-Aid this time of year. It's a great time of year to drink Kool-Aid. Um, but Instagram at the Pylon, Twitter at the Pylon Pod, Foss on there. Let us know your thoughts on your team's draft, whether it's Lions, Packers, Vikings, Bears. Uh, did they make, what's your favorite pick? What's your least favorite pick? Do you agree with our grades? What's your grade? All that good stuff. Spotify, Apple, wherever you get your podcast, download, subscribe, leave a review. Always greatly appreciate that. And thank you to our producer, Kid J. Always crushing it. And uh, that's it. So, you know, it's the beginning of May. Um, if you live in Chicago, the sun came out for the first time in like 30 days. So hopefully that's there to stay. Um, so, yeah, just hopefully it's a good summer ahead of us. But uh, we'll be back soon. Talk about more SC North football. Other than that, gentlemen, enjoy the beginning of your summer. Listeners, enjoy the beginning of your summer. Uh, we'll be back soon to stay tuned for all that. Otherwise, thank you for listening and uh, be Hell of a sign off there, Big Z.